This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! This week, I tell you why Sun Tzu's The Art of War makes for a great strategy guide for Marvel Midnight Suns. God of War is officially getting a live action series. I give my thoughts on the demo for Forspoken, and in our final stage, we review the long-awaited return of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Huh, yeah. Is it right to go on? They're all gone. They die for the planet. Will they ever forgive us? Now, I really don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been real. When I'm with ill, I spit skills. Get killed like, like mid-thrill. Blow like a pinwheel. Live from the live stream. Tighten your flows and get tossed in the cycle of souls. And only the foolish try. The rest know full well it's suicide. Monsters traveled here on the last lunar cry. Prototype of the aura site, archetype, parasite, get your data right or get shot at like time. A lyrical rhyme slave, erasure from my digital mind wave, start up the crime wave. Project G when the media falls, saw the future without reading your palms. I read 13 chapters and the rappers come after, random major blow like Mako reactors. Huh. Keep the sister ray and quit the spray, command counter with the ultimate, bring it into your day. Absolute. Thank you again, everybody, and welcome back to another game field edition of of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, today is the 16th, so if you're a fighting game fan, if you're a Street Fighter fan in particular, then you know that this is the weekend of the beta for Street Fighter 6. This is the second beta test, and as I'm looking across my door of my office here, and the download is officially in, so I'll be playing the beta as soon as this episode is over <laughs> and with that said i'll also be uploading video of my uh experience with it as well uh on the acmg facebook group so if you're from the acmg facebook group uh you can check it out there if you're not and you want to be go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 you can uh submit you can you know join that if you have a you know if you sign up everything if you put out all the right questions and you have a legit account no burner accounts we need to get rid of the burner accounts we totally want to know who you are we want to friend you we want to have a great time that's what the acmg or any facebook group is all about so let's not let's not have intentions of trolling just enjoy all things anime comics movies and games as well so i'll be posting up on air uh, if you want you can also check uh viewfinders ISAD, that's my channel, uh, where I'll probably be up um, doing live streams of that as well from there. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this. I uh, didn't get a chance to 
play as much the first time because I was at New York Comic Con and I had to cover that. So um, very little I had to do, but I'm going full blast this time around. So mostly by next week, I'll talk about I'll talk more about my experience with that. But while I'm doing that, I'm also playing um, still playing Marvel Midnight Suns, still playing uh, and enjoying uh, what is it? so many other games uh river city girls 2 just came out yesterday as well so we got that shout out to uh my people at way forward over there so we'll be reviewing that on the next episode guaranteed just a heads up on that and then also you know of course final fantasy uh crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion which we'll be talking about at the final stage of this program so let's get down to it but you know i mentioned something about uh, marvel midnight suns um which I am still enjoying. Like I actually really, really enjoy that game. Um, it may not be the, you know, the evolutionary new gen experience that you want, but in its core, it's a very, very beautifully done, strategic, calculated game that really makes you think. It, it really does. Um, it's tactical. It's one of the it's one of the coolest tactical battles that you could possibly play using a car battle system. Um, and it really makes you think it really makes you think about your awareness it makes you think cautiously as you should observe obs you know become more observant i like games like this because it, it allows you to focus on other senses that you normally don't do when playing certain games and this one does a great job of doing that and there's some side missions and side quests in the game that well i didn't talk about and when i reviewed it last time but one significantly is when they do book club and for those who are listening who have played this you know what i'm talking about you know uh your character the hunter joins you know carol there's a storyline where carol or blade starts a book club specifically strategically to try to get in with carol but captain america is really cock blocking him consistently <laughs> through this whole thing you know it is like it cap will be cap you know here so blade is kind of like frustrated with the idea that cap wanted to join book club even though it was supposed to be a one-on-one -on -one deal so he decided to invite hunter to make it to balance it off and possibly to help him to be his wingman at best it, this is actually a story and they end up reading a lot of different strategic books some fictional some non-fictional in the sense of they are some of them are real books that they are reviewing and talking about and then others are something based on the fictional history of a particular character but one book that they uh did read was uh sun tzu's the art of war author sun tzu he uh general um you know the legendary book that every a lot of people really attain to to you know just read and uh, you know just understand the art of you know battle the art of you know just being a leader or knowing how to be led how to be more observant when I, I I got interested in the conversation that Blade and the book club were having about this, and it was very insightful, so much to the point that I ended up, you know, getting the art of war. I got the audible version, which is like an hour and some like hour and 17 minutes of reading, which I'm surprised is usually a little bit longer than that for these things. But as I was listening to it and I'm listening to the art of war, a lot of wit they were saying in the book really plays to the methods of which you do 
in the gameplay style of what you do in uh, Marvel Midnight Suns or even XCOM for that matter, because it is an XCOM game with Marvel characters in it, by the way. So it is a it's quite an interesting way. It helps you think about certain aspects of the battle of the war, which you should be thinking. How should you strategize? How should you go about certain situations? You know, which you should be prepared for when you do. And I listened to this and I'm just, it, it made me reflect on a lot of the past battles that I had in the game that I was like, you know what? I recognize what, what the narrator is saying here because, or, or Sun Tzu's writings for that matter, was saying here because that's kind of what is going on in the game. So if you kind of feel a little bit confused on how to really play the game or go about it i mean you don't have to it's not it's not the actual strategy guide for um midnight suns or XCOM for that matter but it it really gives you a perspective of what the game developers were doing and what they based their battle system on and the tactical battle system and i was just i was really impressed i was really i've enjoyed this game even more now because i get it <laughs> not that i wasn't already because i was already i i play xcom games before and i enjoyed this type of thing so and i, I for some reason strategy real-time strategies and tactical based strategy uh, rpgs is for some reason something i'm really invested in maybe it's because it's a methodical new way of gameplay um but I, you know, Des Gaia is another one I'm, you know, really into. Even though I'm more into that for not only just the strategy, real-time strategy, and a tactical battle system, but just the fact that it's hilarious as hell. And I highly recommend anybody go get Des Gaia, any of the Des Gaia games. Even though I did say I wasn't really too into Des Gaia Six, they're still funny as hell. Um, they're just hilarious and over the top. But you know, I I would dare say. If you have an audible and if you play this game and if you're enjoying this game, look, go get uh, Sun Tzu's The Art of War. If not for anything, it's a very insightful book. It's highly recommended. It's, it's won so many awards over the years and it's, le it's a legendary uh, book, you know, but it just so happens that they kind of made they they made they, they it, it's highly inspired. Marvel Midnight Suns and XCOM is highly inspired by this book you could absolutely tell that so you know why not try it and and you know become more cultured i guess if you will so another bit of news i wanted to talk about was god of war we kind of knew this was going to happen or at least i was hoping this would happen that god of war was eventually going to lead into rather getting its own live action movie or series and it finds out it's getting its own series god of war is getting a live adaption series now on Amazon Prime. It has already been announced. Uh, and I'm trying, let me get the uh, information here. Cause it is all over the news. Here we go. So it's, you know, Kratos is going live in a live action adaption uh, series of PlayStation's hit game, according to Variety, which is where I, it's all over the news, but Variety's a really credible source. So I just, you know, decided to get it from there. But the video game franchise known as God of War has been ordered to series at Amazon Prime's video. So if you have an Amazon Prime account, get ready. You'll be able to watch that very soon. Uh, notably, Will of Time, uh, Will of Time's showrunner, Rafe Jutkins, will be the showrunner for this as well. 
uh, Jukins went out, uh, will show run the executive produce, uh, and, and an executive produced a series based on the developed, uh, based on a game developed by Capcom Santa Monaco with Iron Man and Children of Men writers Mark Fergus and Hawk Otsby. Damn, your name is Hawk? Badass. <laughs> also writing the executive uh, and executive producing Santa Monaco Studios uh, creator director Corey Bar uh, Barlug uh, will over will also serve as executive producer in addition to PlayStation Productions Assad uh, Keys Kezi Bosch and Carter Swan Santa Monaco Studios Yumi uh, Yang and Vertico's Roy Lee uh, Santa Monaco's Jeff Ketchum is co-executive producer but okay this is all being as of right now as of right now they've been greenlit to do this i'm very excited there's of course this has just been announced um this is going to cost a lot of money <laughs> i mean this in order for this to work they got to spend as much money as marvel studios does with you know their line of uh series on disney plus which they're spending movie amounts of money to make WandaVision, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Moon Knight, you know, stuff like that. Captain, I miss Marvel. They're spending a movie amount of money to make these films. So they got to step up the game because God of War is not a normal Greek mythology deal. It's, you know, it, yes, you can, um, you can, you can re relate it to Clash of the Titans maybe, in Clash of the Titans, the original Clash of the Titans, not the recent one that was made a year uh, years back, but the original Clash of the Titans was a game changer because, you know, the special effects at the time, you know, it was ahead of its time and it used a lot of uh, stop motion animation for the uh, animals, but they also did some other crazy, you know, effects in there, which we're way, way in advance to this now. But God of War is something extremely special because it involves, um, creatures and, and monsters from Greek mythology, which are like huge Titans. You got, speaking of Titans, you have the Titans themselves. You got uh, Gaia, you have all these different people, the gods of Olympus, Zeus, all these guys. You know, I hate to say it, but this is where Zack Snyder can really kick in. <laughs> that that Zack Snyder um, visual style, or you know, the 300 visual style, that can really play in here and i know i'm you know if a particular person in the acmg group is listening i, I know he hates Zack snyder <laughs> we talk about it all the time but you know that's god of war is basically that it, you know it's it's slow motion didn't impact and then it's in your face gripping you know action hey it like the special effects is going to be have it, it has to be over game of thrones it really has to be. It has to has a visual uh, direction that really matches the action of God of War. And this is not, and they're doing Greek mythology God of War. They're not doing um, the, the this the older version um, with the Norse mythology God of War. So there's got to be a lot of action to it. There's going to be a lot of rage. Who the hell is going to play Kratos? You know, Kratos has been voiced by black people for the longest time. So who the hell is going to be able to play this character and get that same anger? Somebody is going to have to be extremely healthy because they're going to be doing a lot of screaming. So a lot of raging and screaming going on here. So I, I'm looking forward to this. It's 
an awesome thing, but it's another testament of why God of War is such a badass franchise. Had this conversation with people, you know, since God of War Ragnarok came out, trying to understand why this is getting so much attention because it's so legendary. It's such a good series. It is absolutely fantastic. And I question who questions it because are you an Xbox fan? Do you have you never owned a PlayStation before? Have you not played that game before? How the hell do you not like Kratos? He's everywhere, <laughs> you know? So I mean, it is what it is, but you know, stay tuned. There's gotta be more information coming. They haven't even done casting. Now, the only thing I'm worried about here is that this has been greenlit to do a series, but they haven't done casting. They haven't got it off the ground yet. I'm usually a little scared about this time because there have been times where they said stuff was coming and then come to find out later on things have aren't coming and think something hell came up that that basically just you know stopped production completely so i'm hoping that this is really green lit and gold at this point so we'll see about that all right last what is this the last bit of news here i like last bit of news yeah, this is last bit of news I got before we go on to our final stage is my thoughts on the first the demo for Forspoken. It's a game. I'm dead serious. I, I pre-ordered this game and then for some reason, Square Enix took it off the market and gave me my money back. I already paid for the full deal. I'm so waiting to play as Frey and, you know, get into it. This is like, to me, this is a very important game because this is a game by one of the best game companies out there featuring a, a young black woman as the as the protagonist of the game that this is a huge deal so i want to support this and i'm still going to support this but uh i got a chance to play the demo so far and I'm going to say it's okay, but you could definitely tell this is a demo right now. And they are expected to release this game sometime in January. I'm hoping it gets better than what I played from there. There were some goods and bads about what I played so far. And uh, some things I also did mention about Marvel Midnight Suns. And I think one of the, one of the takeaways from why I didn't really like Midnight Suns and hopefully they will fix that problem. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and I, I, as I just said, I, when I say I didn't like it, I, there was the, the negatives, the cons, if you will. But overall, I love Midnight Suns, of course. Um, but there were some things that I didn't like, and I didn't mention that last week, but I'll mention it here in reference to what I'm going to say about this uh, demo here. But you play as Frey, who is a girl from New York who suddenly gets transported into a majestic land known as uh, Athea and is trying to find her way back home. Uh, so... Basically, Frey also has magical elemental powers and magical parkour abilities in her possession to fend off uh, mo off monstrous enemies and matriarchs known as Tentus. So they basically is Tentus are Hydra, <laughs> I guess, and they're taking over the land of uh, Athea. So uh, her journey uncovers uh, many secrets and mysteries along the way, of course, as you would expect from any action RPG and but oh you know overall the demo definitely felt unfinished one of the things the uh i will say is the photo mode is by far one of the least favorite uh photo modes that i've ever encountered so far uh probably i, I would compare this to marvel midnight suns 
this is the problem I had. Marvel Midnight Suns photo mode is atrocious. Um, I'm sorry I didn't mention that before, but like if you're trying to get some really awesome pictures from there, they there's a lot of features that you don't get in that photo mode that you would normally get on a lot of different like Gotham Knights has a awesome photo uh, mode and their uh, Spider-Man, rather the original or Miles Morales, they get one as well. Uh, it's just it's, it's a lot. Um, this one lacked so much in terms of features and filters and everything, and it just didn't look right. Um, every picture that I tried to make with Frey, almost every picture, there was bad lighting, there was bad filters, there was bad uh, saturation uh, settings and whatnot. It looked, it, it, I, it just, just felt unfinished right there. And it kind of worried me about, cause you know, these photo modes are becoming a thing now. These photo modes like are helping people make some really awesome, dramatic, uh, you know, pictures for their experiences and that take a post online or anything. And you become a kind of a armchair photographer in a sense. <laughs> so this is not good. Like I use it, I use photo mode as well for particular things. Like for when I do my uh, my graphic promotions for the shows and stuff like that. If I'm doing reviews or sometimes, sometimes photo mode really helps that out. Like it did wonders for me with the uh, Gotham Knights deal and, and such. So in Spider-Man as well. So like these things help. And if you're gonna do a photo mode, do it right. Give it everything. Don't half-ass it. And like I said, hopefully down the line, Marvel Midnight Suns will fix it. And by the time that this comes out with it, um, that they'll fix that as well. So also, what, what kind of worried me too is the effects. Uh, I know they were trying to get really, you know, artsy with the effects or whatnot, but it just, something about it just looked really choppy and, and, and grainy about it. it. It really didn't have a flow look at the moment. It's, eh, it's a little iffy. Hopefully by the time it comes out that it will be a little bit more fluid on that terms the gameplay was probably the strongest point of the demo for me and it was it felt very solid the dual sense capabilities and rumble features also uh felt really good in my hands with that so the core game itself is is pretty good now i can tell that it's, it's on a path of even being better than that um traveling through athea also felt free and fluid with frey traveling using her magic uh magic parkour abilities uh which will improve in the full gameplay when you are able to upgrade and do other things you also are granted the ability to equip many items to help her in her journey in this demo including new capes which each cape has a different attribute to it uh and such and then some other aspects as well they do i believe if i'm correct they do have a skill tree system in there as well so it's so far so good hoping it could do better I'm hoping it could definitely do better. Like I'm hoping Street Fighter 6 will, will be as good as it could be because this is the second beta test and they should have, you know, fixed the bugs of the first uh, stage test. So we'll see. I'm, re I'm ready for it all. But Forspoken, I'm so rooting for this game. It's such an important game um, in terms of just representation. So here's to hoping from there. But so far, so good. Just. I'm hoping they have worked all those kinks out by the time January come. They still got a few weeks left before the reveal, plus some patch updates, I'm pretty sure. That's the thing. I feel like the patch updates that they're going to have is going to just, it's going to be an ongoing thing. I think this, I, 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 
I could be wrong and I'm hope I'm wrong, but I feel like this is going to be a unfinished game to start. And as as we go into the year 2023, the game will be much better with some patch updates from that. So I hate when that happens. I hate when they do that because it feels like a rush of a game, but we've seen it happen many times before, but we also seen games improve down the line. You know, I, I give my credit to Cyberpunk 2077. Of course, I mentioned that, I, you know, I used to curse that game to no end and now I'm praising it like crazy. Um, Marvel Avengers is still not the best Marvel game ever, but it is much more playable and, and enjoyable than it was before. So here's the hoping that this game becomes successful and, and, and you know, we get we get some great reviews on that and I look forward to checking it out myself sooner or later. So we'll see. Folks, that will do it for this portion of the show. We're going to take a break, come back, and it's Final Fantasy time. We're going to kick it off with Final Fantasy VII or Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Uh, I played it on the Nintendo Switch, and which I think is very important that I did that. So we'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! reached the final stage of this program and i am finally here to review after 14 years crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion the remake of the psp classic now in the hands of all gamers this game at like 2007 when i found out that this game was coming out and it was going to be an action role-playing game this was at the time when i hated turn-based games because of my experience with final fantasy 7 because i played final fantasy 7 when it came out, like everybody else did, I got so far in it. I got to where you needed to get the black materia. And lo and behold, I lost the opportunity to get the black materia and to beat the game the way that it was intended. You needed the black materia, but you could still beat the game, but you get a different ending, but not the true ending. So in order for me to do that, because I stupidly saved it at a point where I couldn't go back, and I didn't save, do multiple save points at the time, I would have to start the game 
all over again. And I just totally opted out of playing turn-based games forever at that point up until now. And it took me a while to get back in. And you know, for those who remember from archives uh, episodes back, I did play Final Fantasy VII, the original again before Final Fantasy uh, Remake came out just to justify it. And I did beat it the way it was intended. <laughs> Thank goodness. So I got through it, but uh, out of respect of the game and, and the legacy of the series. But Final Fantasy VII uh, had a spinoff series called Crisis Core, which was exclusively at the time for the PSP in 2007. And this became the game the way I always wanted to play Final Fantasy. It was a action RPG style game, probably arguably one of the original uh, Final Fantasy games and in the game that kind of that many people believe or say influenced the way we play Final Fantasy now because you know Final Fantasy 15 became that type of format and then which led to Final Fantasy 7 remake as well you uh, some people may also argue I don't know the timelines I got to look at the timelines but Final Fantasy uh type zero is another action RPG game that was dating back. But I think that came out after Crisis Core. I could be wrong or around the time. I got to look at the dates. Don't quote me. But those were two of the, you know, influence to do this back then. I still actually own Type Zero and have not beaten that game yet. I have not gotten far. For some reason, I just never really got into playing Type Zero. But it is another one out there. But a lot of people go back to Crisis Core because of its connection to Final Fantasy VII. And... I love this game, loved it, loved it, loved it. Now, as I'm playing it again, I do recall some things that irritated me when playing the game, but overall, especially the first time around, the first time you play Final Fantasy Zero is gonna be a grind, but because they have new game plus and you get to play it all over again, it gets better and easier the second time around. But there are some things that will frustrate gamers and it's still frustrating games today because I'm looking online on threads and everything in certain areas that I remember. I'm like, oh God, I yes, I remember this whole thing. I got to go through this whole thing again. So, all right, let's go and do it. But nonetheless, this game is here. And this time, this time it's played by everyone. It's on all consoles and PC. And now everybody gets to see why there has been talk for years about this in front of me and in my hand right now is the actual an original umd to crisis core final fantasy 7 that was on the psp i actually own this i still own this actually honestly i still own my psp and my psp go as well as i own two ps vitas now the psp go or the psp because i use one of them for um i use one of them for like my japanese account game uh, game account in there so one of them was specifically for japanese titles and the other one was uh for other stuff but same with vita i got one vita for us games and one vita for um for the japanese imports that i used to buy see that's hardcore people so but i still have this as well as uh i, I just realized i also got uh x-men legends which is the before marvel uh ultimate alliance it was x-men legends <laughs> x-men legends was one of the original uh you know, games of, you know, isometrical, you know, games like that out there or RPGs out there. And, um, no crisis core was so great because it, not only that it kind of connected dots of a lot of things that we didn't know about cloud. And if you guys remember cloud was actually, um, cloud had some amnesia. He was going through things and this kind of filled the gap of what really happened during that time. So the story here, for those who don't know, 
and why this is so important to the Final Fantasy VII series is that this is based around Zack Fair. Crisis Core is a prequel to Final Fantasy VII, which takes you through the path of Zack Fair and the story and the true story behind what happened with him and Zephyroth as they unlock the truth about Genosha, uh, um, not Genosha, um, Genova, and uh, their and their existence in the world within Shinra. In the main story of Final Fantasy VII, Cloud Strife has difficulty remembering what happened during the massacre of uh, Nebelham, and caused, which was caused by Zephyroth uh, Raph. It, you know, it's the most infamous moment of the entire story, and what led to Zephyroth, you know, being chaotic and in a psychopath in his own path. Cloud believes that he was a member of uh, Soldier First Class, but lacks any memory of how he became a member or how he had possession of Zack's Buster Sword. The game also gives players an origin, uh, the origin of the Buster Sword, as well as the original possessor of it and how it led uh, to being owned by Cloud. So you get all this, plus some new characters that you've never got the chance to see in the Final Fantasy VII universe before, and some familiar characters as well. Remember, this is a flashback. So think of this as like, you know, Star Wars Episode One, because you will get to see certain characters, not, in their early stages of life in here so there's a whole lot of really great things to see and discover in here but there's also a grind but this is this is old school you know final fantasy um which i really makes me appreciate final fantasy 7 remake so much now because they did not beat you over the head with certain things that are just so stressful about this game right here because they changed none of that in this game this is not even a remake. This is a total remaster of a game. Like they, they really, there's not much that they really did change, but they made it to adapt to the recent story of it by adding some little small features and everything to make it, you know, connect. But otherwise it's, it's the same game with some updated features and much needed updated features. Thanks to the capabilities of our new gen consoles, like the PlayStation, Xbox and Nintendo switch. So all new control schemes means all new features and better features at that. So let's talk about the major changes that is going on here. Cause I think this is even more important than anything. Crisis core final fantasy reunion can now be played on all consoles and PC games. As I mentioned, uh, for a great reason, because now it's completely powered by Unreal F Engine 4, allowing them to redesign the character models, the cutscenes, uh, FMW cinematics, summons, and control scheme here. You can now pause during cutscenes as well, which is something that you really couldn't do in the original game. The combat is much smoother and more fluid than other. Like the first five minutes that you actually playing this game, you could tell the difference. Like if you, anybody who's played Final Fantasy uh, Crisis Core, you know, back in 2007, you know, it was already great then, but it was also in on account on a, you know, that was the state of the art at the time, you know, what they had with um, the PSP, which I believe only had one analog stick. So to control cameras or whatnot, you had to do it. A, you had to use shoulder buttons and something like that to move the camera around. Whatnot. It was really kind of weird, but it was limited. Now, none of that. That's all taken care of. Um, and the directions that Zach was be able, was able to move was very limited too. Now it's a lot more freeform. The stages are more open. The uh, visible walls are a lot more elaborate in this time around. So you're able to move and control and attack with smoother uh, fluidity now, well, more fluidity, if you will, in this game. So 
really you could you are immediately picked it up when you just f play it the first five minutes of it the dm uh the dmw i say a dmv i just realized that at the beginning <laughs> the dmw which stands for digital mind waves is a system um that allows you to do summons uh other power-ups and features or whatever it's a really quirky type of uh system but this time it has changed and um it's changed to assimilate the modern gameplay everything from summons chakaboo uh and, and modulations are now shown at the top left rather than just a whole entire screen like it used to be um with the exception of the flashback sometimes you get a flashback which is going to ignite a certain uh attribute and move or whatnot and you're going to see that which is fine so but otherwise some other things are just all on the left so you can still see the action and whatnot as you're going in you now have control of limit breaks or to activate limit breaks i should say uh you know as you can activate them at will when the cinematic scenes and popping up cinematic scenes whatever you know in the old psp game whenever the limit breaks come up it automatically activated them on, during your gameplay so it just stops motion completely this time if you're on a move and you don't want to uh set it off yet you don't have to but when you're ready you can hit the x button or whatever button that is that you're playing on whatever system um the triangle button or whatever on a playstation whatnot, and you can activate it there and it it pops off from there um so i love that i actually do i didn't mind it before because i knew there was a stylized way of you know gameplay that they were trying but I think they looked back and it was like, no, you know what? Let's give them, the, let's give them the option to do it. It's better. It is. It actually is better this time around. Um, this allows you to the ability to strategize, you know, the use of them as you please from this point. So it gives you a, a more of a edgy uh, feeling to do it whenever you want to. You can click the left analog stick to uh, sprint this time, or use the right trigger button as well uh, when you're doing sprint in uh, running. Now. The, now that the game's control schemes and button mapping uh, is more elaborate than it ever was compared to the PSP version, as I mentioned, especially with the camera, um, the, the targeting system, the targeting lock system features are better now. Uh, now, unlike you could, this is the biggest thing right here, because unlike what you can do in the PS Vita or the PSP, because it was it just the technology wasn't, uh, you know, evolved at the time as it is now. You didn't have the uh, option to have HD rumble because it was only on a PSP. It wasn't on a PlayStation. So you can never get when you played on a on a PSP, you're not getting the HD rumble. It didn't have that capability at the time. It didn't have the technology to have the power to do that. If they added HD rumble, it would probably drain your battery so badly if <laughs> they added that feature on there. But not this time. This uh they now have HD rumble in the game, and uh, which really makes a big difference in your gameplay it's a lot more intimate and it's, it get, makes you it makes players gets players more immersed into the gameplay as well so i really enjoy it. you can also opt to take it off or turn it over who wants to take hd rumble off are you kidding me no uh you now have more slots to equip materia with uh with uh you know items in your repertoire thanks to the addition of the shoulder buttons because now when you activate materia you got two more slots now actually maybe more than that if i remember correctly but it's hard because when you're in battle you don't really have time you really got to memorize what uh how you configured your your material so you can remember how to activate them at will when you get ready so um i yeah i do believe it's six 
you got the four regular buttons that you can activate material on, but then you got two more uh, that you can use for the shoulder, for the uh, right uh, shoulder button and uh, trigger button as well. So that's actually pretty awesome. Gives you more of an edge. You can now opt out of using subtitles during cutscenes as well. Uh, the voice acting, speaking of cuts, uh, you know, subtitles, the voice acting for the game has completely been redone using the current cast of Final Fantasy VII Remake to reprise their roles in the game. That's another thing that helps make it all assimilate to the recent remake uh, deal is that everybody came back in here. I've always liked the idea that the NPCs also had lines too. Uh, they also redid those. Uh, if you guys remember in the original, uh, in, in on the Crisis Core, every character that you, every NPC that you bump into and talk to, they got voice lines virtually. I've, I, I think I found one that may not have had a voice line, but virtually every single character that you run into that you have no business talking to, but you, if you choose to talk to them, they have voice lines. Some of it is by the same characters, but nonetheless, it's still, they got voice lines. I think it's awesome. Uh, Japanese and English dialogue are now interchangeable throughout your gameplay. So you can switch between the two versions uh, as you will, if you want to do that. I mean, I guess that's something people do. I don't know. Zack's uh, Buster Sword is completely detailed and redesigned to look like the Buster Sword and the remake version as well. Uh, speaking of the Buster Sword, Zack's use of the Buster Sword now includes a new battle stance, which is absolutely inspired by Cloud's use of it in the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, now, we'll take note, when you use that stance, you also eat some of your AP, your action points as well, by doing so, but it is actually worth it because that little tidbit also ties into Remake and why Cloud does it now. And it makes all the sense in the world. So the other thing that you'll realize about this prequel is that, and no spoilers to anybody who hasn't played it yet, but Zack's, I'll just say this, Zack is the Forrest Gump of the Final Fantasy universe. And I say that because, you know, if you've seen Forrest Gump, you know Forrest Gump is the reason why th certain things are what it is in America. Zack's kind of in that motion with this game too. I won't say specifically what he is involved with or what he is responsible for, but he kind of plays that role in his game and too. So he, he left a mark <laughs> in this, in the universe, if you will. Boss battles now consist of uh, Limit Break mini games, which you have the, the, the object of this is to deplete the gauge meter within time before the before they unleash the power, their powerful attacks. So I don't think this was something that was, you were able to do before, but now you're able to do because if you get to a certain point of depleting your the boss uh, character's energy, they get into this mode and this pink gauge comes up and you gotta just start you know, hitting them with powerful moves to get that meter down because if you don't, You'll be you'll you'll be experiencing a very powerful attack, and if it's at a hundred percent, you're dead. You're not coming back. You lost that game. You gotta play it over. But if you manage to deplete it down to say fifty percent, you still have a chance of staying alive, and you can replenish your uh, energy. Uh, you also, if you go down, to, the lower you the, the more you deplete the uh, the gauge, the less chance he has of of taking you out completely or you could take it out completely and he loses his chance and and and, and it, the boss characters kind of get stunned so it gives you the uh advantage to that point but it, I, I liked it i like it it's a great uh system in there 
I will say one of the boss battles that really pissed a lot of people off, Behemoth King, just warning you guys now, just hang on. Just play with just play with Behemoth King. I'm if any advice I could give you, just play with him. Just it just spar with him. You, there's no way of beating him. Just spar with him. Trust me. Hang on for the long run. You'll get through. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. The soundtrack has been um, has been rescored by legendary composer Takeharu Ishimoto, who did who worked on the original game in 2007. It's, it just sounds beautiful. This has been the year Final Fantasy for me, by the way. First of all, I, as I'm doing this, I am wearing the actual. Final Fantasy, um, a new world Final Fantasy shirt that was given to me by the Rolfs. So a shout out to them and thank you for everything this year that they've done and making me a much better Final Fantasy fan. I also have the Final Fantasy remake uh, soundtrack that they gave me too, the import one in front of me as well. That's, you know, the Crisis Core uh, UMD is putting on. Never opening that. Never. Uh-uh. Nada. <laughs> so... Along with that, the uh, I mentioned the uh, we now have two analog sticks this time around because you know this is new gen systems. We get to do things that we never could do before. The entire camera can now be controlled by the uh, right by the right analog stick. Primarily, no shoulder buttons needed or any of that. So you can use it totally right like the, like the standard way that we use cameras now we could use that on here uh we don't have to hold down any buttons to move the camera around or anything like that not that it was a problem back then during the psp era but it was tedious compared to doing it the way that we're doing it now so uh zach can now replenish his energy gauge when not in combat pressing the down button or a button depending on which console you play it on i believe is different on different systems um uh, that you can now do it that way and you know quickly replenish uh deals i also like the fact that you can get um in this game instead of finding shops for you to buy your accessories and whatnot and, and material it's already everything's in your uh user interface when you uh hit the pause button so you can get all that you have the money you could just replenish all your um your energy and just keep it moving for right there i also like the i also like the fact that the um the menu for your items is easily can be obtained on the bottom right and all you got to do to get certain uh potions or whatever or uh ethers or whatever like that it got you just set it up or phoenix uh downs you can all have that set up easily on the right side and just press the right, uh, left or right trigger buttons and followed by the a or o button depending on which system that you're on to you know replenish your energy and whatnot so it, it, they make it a lot easier in that sense too and i, I really appreciated that you can now also check the mail uh, by just hitting the right shoulder button as well. So you got it. The UI itself, as I mentioned, looks cleaner and more modern than ever. There's a lot of great changes to this game and the character design, uh, the remodeled character designs looks phenomenal, even on a Nintendo Switch. It's games like this that makes other games, you know, they, they put them on, they put them on blast because Sonic, like now, right now, as of right now, this game, Sonic uh, Frontier, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Sifu, are all games that were made for new gen consoles, but can also play smoothly and fluidly on the Nintendo Switch. And the reason why I'm mentioning that is because 2K games need to get their asses together 
by the time and hopefully that marvel midnight suns will be able to come out in here and i know they only published the game but anything involving 2k uh, i'm sorry 2k <laughs> is always questionable because they always have some type of issues going on and the fact that marvel midnight suns was not coming out along with the other games for the system worries the living hell out of me and after playing marvel midnight suns because there was a crash issue that uh, just occurred over the uh, over the course of last week, um, where yeah, hero op. Uh, whenever you do a hero op with Captain Marvel, the game would crash. But to 2K, uh, but to their credit, they immediately sent a five gig patch to fix that, and it was already done. So credit to them for that. Um, I think this is the reason why we're not getting on getting that game on a Nintendo Switch right now, but. I'm also mentioning that because of, you know, WWE 2K18, also known as the worst Nintendo Switch game of all time, uh, you know, messed up. So, and we're looking at games like AEW Fight Forever, hoping that, because it's scheduled to be on the Nintendo Switch too, and if that gets on the Nintendo Switch and is successful, it's gonna, it's gonna put up uh, 2K games on blast as well and saying they need to get their stuff together. So the fact that this game looks the way it does using the Unreal Engine 4, uh, it's just, it, it's astounding. Even for like, this is an awesome game to play on a, on a uh, Nintendo Switch on handheld mode. This looks fantastic. I, I've never played it on a TV mode yet. I don't need to. I already have Final Fantasy VII Remake. I can play that. This is, if you have not played Final Fantasy VII Remake, but you wanted to play it, but you don't have a PS4 or PS5, and you own a Nintendo Switch, you have to go out your way to get this game. This game is every bit as awesome as what I remember. And now's your chance to see what everybody was talking about, whoever owned a PSP and ever owned this game. This is the game for you. My only issue, my only issue with this game is not anything new. This is something that was an issue with the game in the back then. They didn't change a thing in terms of the certain aspects of the game, especially the puzzles. There are parts of this of this game where people get so stuck that they end up spending more than their fair share of time that they should be on it. I've I heard somebody that was spent five like four hours trying to find something that probably they could have found easier if they would have made some changes. The fact that, you know, when doing puzzles or, or, or searches, whatever, this game is not really finder friendly. And I need this game to be finder friendly. They just kept the same maps and same everything and just say, like, look, you got to search for it yourself. Even worse, here, and, and to all you that are listening right now, could you please do me a big favor? Can you please help people out? Not just in a condescending way online really help people out when it comes to if they're stuck on something and they need some help i go into like game facts threads or other threads like that and there are times when people are stuck on something and the response to certain people because their arrogance gets over them is that they don't exactly help them but they give them more clues to let to let them figure it out themselves to me like come on, that's some real geek that's some geek ish stuff right there like that shit right there to me is it, it's like it, it it just astounds me that 
people just are like, come on, man. That, that's act like you have a social life. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal to just say like, look, all you got to do is this, 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 this. Why, why is why do you have to be so arrogant and pompous and condescending when you do this? Just show us where the things are. Help us, you know, when you, cause here's the thing. When people play these video games, especially today, and to today's ideology and mentality towards playing games is more recreational than ever recreational in a way that it's supposed to help us cope with whatever is going on in our world is it's it's not to be a total method of mental health but it does help that you're able to relax and enjoy something without any te too much tediousness to it and in this case i feel like this was old Square Enix. I will say that this is the old Square, old Square Enix way of designing maps. But Final Fantasy VII Remake, you do not have that problem. They, it's I played that game like at least two or three times already, um, and never had any issues finding anything in the game or making it hard to find anything here. And maybe now that this out, maybe we will see a little bit more help nowadays more modern day help more youtube stuff because we didn't have youtube stuff as much and before but even some even the youtube stuff that i see now was from the old version of the game but people aren't really helpful they're just playing through the game and it's like now some if you want to really find out something you got to watch 30 minutes of somebody playing the game before you get to play the game yourself so i hope that people like really consider how you approach people when you reply to stuff like that because don't be it. Don't be it. Don't be an ish. <laughs> Just help people out. It's not that hard. But other than that, the game is as great as it was when I first played it. And I can't wait. And, I, and like I said, the grind when you first play it is going to be challenging. It's, it's slightly going to be challenging. There are certain parts that are just easy to go through. And then there are other times where you're going to be challenged. Um, and then there are other times where it's like it's challenging, but there is a way around it that you just have to figure out. And there is a way that you got to figure out. And some things is just like, you got to just go through the motion. But other than that, the story, the acting, the presentation, the updated design, everything. It's just so beautifully done. I really enjoy this game. I highly recommend this for Final Fantasy fans all over. This is one of the ones that you absolutely have to get. I've been saying this for years. For 14 years since I played it. This was one of my all-time favorite Final Fantasy games, and now it's back, and I'm happy. I would have been, I honestly, I'm dead serious. I would have been some, I would have been much, I would have been off okay had they just brought back the original and let us play the original. I would have had no problem. The fact that they just brought it back and just remapped it and redesigned it and did everything, gave it a new fresh coat of paint and remodeled it. I just it just speaks volumes for how important the game is to people and how important it was for Square Enix to put it together. So really enjoyed it. Go out of your way, check it out. It is fantastic. And for a grade, I'm gonna give this a solid A. I would probably give it a B plus, the old one a B plus, because I didn't do this show. I didn't have this show when I was doing it. So the old one would have got a B plus. This one gets an A just because they upgraded so much to it. And I got to give it in that respect. There's no way I could give it a, a B plus because of that, but there were so much changes to the game that I had to praise it even more than before. It's everything I loved about the original, but so much better. So 
that'll have folks go out of your way get it check it out and that will do it folks that is it for this edition of talk time live select start i hope you guys enjoyed this in every episode and you know shout out to all of our new uh, all the new uh subscribers to this because i recently realized there's a upgrading uh some numbers in our uh show so welcome i hope you enjoy this episode and every episode that we'll do including this sunday because this sunday which will probably be one of the last shows of the uh actually it will be this will be the last show i'm officially saying it this is the last show of the holiday season going into new year's um this will one i decided like let's talk marvel studios let's not only talk marvel studios but we're gonna grade the marvel studios phase four for 2022 not 2021 because we already did that but just 2022 shows uh that have come out and movies that have come out i want to put them all together and great give a grade for them and um and compare especially comparison to the first half of phase four as well so see how it did at this time around we'll see what grade that we could get that for that so we'll, that's going to be the talk topic of this sunday's show and then there's going to be it but um believe next week that's for the prime show that's going to be the final prime show i believe i may do one more select start podcast but it's going to be christmas around the time on the 23rd uh let me see Christmas this year is on the 25th. It is Sunday the 25th. All right. And public holiday is the 26th. All right. So I'm going to try to sneak in one more select start. I'm not giving any promises, but I will only because River City Girls 2 came out yesterday. And I really want to talk about that because, you know, of my love for the game and for the idea that I, uh, for the, opportunity that i had to uh interview uh adam T uh, tyranny and, and uh, ben and rudis who came on the show to talk about uh the game and such so finally got a chance to talk to game. so i think that's going to be the absolute final episode of the entire holiday season and going into the new year and then when we come back for our prime show we're going to be doing the best of 2022 we're doing voting right now the acmg facebook group uh so you know stay tuned for that and of course if you want to join the acmg facebook group again go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 you got to be 18 or older with a legit count no burner accounts no hiding your face or any of that jazz we want real people you know enjoying our favorite fandoms with each other and just making it a more positive experience for everybody we absolutely do we know how toxic things are we know how you know stress out the holidays can be we want to, acmg to be what it was intended to be and that's a safe haven from all the toxicity out in the world and, and whatnot uh you know the, the the toxic clouds has been deep in the last few years and we're just trying to make it a safe haven for people to enjoy all the things that they love so check it out there but you got to make sure you answer the questions right you got to make sure that you know you have everything right we will be screening you know members and whatnot ever as well too so don't just think you could come right in. We're going to accept you because like I said, we wanted to be a safe environment for everybody. So if you love this episode and every episode of ACMG presents talk time live, or like I said, if you're new, you could go to talktimelive.com 
and easily find all of our audio episodes, our video exclusive episodes very easily on our talktomlive.com website. And, um, very easy to find things there. We got a search engine for certain audio uh, episodes that you want to in particular look for. And again, our video exclusive page, we have all the listings of all of our, you know, interviews that we've done for over the years, and especially this year as well. I think we got nine interviews this year that we were able to do. And I'm looking forward to doing more in 2023 and just doing a lot more in 2023. It's been a hell of a 2022. I'll tell you that. So we'll talk about all that and much, much more during the best of 2022 as well. So if you want to subscribe and download the audio edition of the show, you can do so wherever podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. And if you're on Tumblr, type in Talk Time Live on the search engine. You'll find the show there as well. Everywhere, anywhere you want to enjoy all things anime, comics, movies, games. So one more thing I wanted to add, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, I've been doing shows with uh, TSN Radio's Sunday Night's Made event as of late, and I will do so once again with my good friend Boris Aguilar, uh, who is one of the hosts of Sunday Night's Made event on Canada and Toronto, and uh, we're doing Rampage tonight. We're doing uh, another episode, a review of Rampage tonight. We kind of talk about it's called rampage rambling basically we'll ramble about other things but then we'll talk about our review and thoughts of uh the latest episode of all elite wrestling's uh rampage episode so if you're a wrestling fan go over there and uh, check out uh the group page for sunday night's main event uh or you could check out tsn sunday night main event you could type them up and you can find their show it's an awesome show it is literally canada's premier wrestling radio show they play on tsn radio every single week they've been doing so for 20 years and it's always a pleasure to be able to talk to any of those guys on air as well and just part of one of my milestones this year is actually being able to be on canada canadian radio <laughs> okay so uh, it's just pretty awesome go over there and check it out while i'll be there as well tonight and uh we'll have a lot of fun doing so with boris and myself that'll do it for me folks on behalf of myself this is dax Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here take care and have a great holiday season we'll talk to you on sunday Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.